When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you love the unfiltered rise and wish there was more? Well, now you're in luck. Head on over to Patreon and check out all our tiers for extra episodes, early drops, ad-free episodes, and more. And don't worry, free feed. We would never forget you. I love all my listeners. I'll never cut the episodes in half, and I'll never skimp on those as well. But if you want to support us, that's a great way to do it. And we have something in return for you. So come check us out. You won't be disappointed. Have a blessed day. Feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Let's go now to our new episode of The Unfiltered Rise with me, Heidi Love. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Unfiltered Rise. And today I have another guest with me. Lala is here and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself. Hi, Lala. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's been a minute since I've been recording anything. So I look forward to just... uh, talking. Some people might know me from Instagram, uh, Bleez No Psy Up, and uh, a couple other places that we might mention <laughs> later okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Mention any plugs you got. And that's awesome <laughs> so that people can find you. Yeah. So that'll be perfect. And then I, I originally hit you up. I actually didn't know your whole story. So this is kind of funny. And it, I think it will go in a good direction because I'm very um, I'm very unfiltered. That's why it's called unfiltered rise. <laughs> I don't really do the whole scripted. It's just like, okay, here it is, you know? Um, because I think it's more normal. And I get a lot of slack from like a lot of people on YouTube are like, oh, that guest interrupts or she asks too many questions, or I'm like, we are supposed to be having a conversation, me and me and you. So it's weird when people just are like grill or just let the other person talk. I don't know. That's me. I, right. I like it. 
Yeah, like a combo, you know. <laughs> like, well, we're I'm here as your guest, so I'm just uh, I'm going with the flow. So right, and I originally <laughs> saw you because you were talking about Christmas, and we're getting close to Christmas, and I love Christmas, and I know there's a lot of pagan stuff around Christmas, but I know there are some other things about Christmas itself that are still Christian because you had presented some ideas about the timeline, and I saw people jumping all over you about it. <laughs> I read like all these 140 comments or something that were down below. And you're like, did you even read anything? And I was like, yeah. that's so stupid. Why did they not read? Like you put it in slides. You were very, you were like, that, 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 uh, follow the little arrow. And I don't think very many people made it through the arrows. Like, <laughs> no, they, yeah. the reason why is because, you know, we talked a little bit about my testimony. I'm going to very short, came out of the new age. I went full fledged, like exposing the new age. Um, became a Christian, started to study the biblical feast and um, in Leviticus 23, really taking my time um, starting traditions because I came out of a pagan religion. And so I did not want to start any um, traditions with pagan roots in them. And so the past two years have really been me prayerfully considering what I introduced to my family and um, studying the holy feasts, participating in them in a way that is Christian, not Jewish, and um, trying to glean as much wisdom from God, which really um, led me to where I'm at now, which um, is, for this sake of discussion, I mean, I do not believe that celebrating Christmas is pagan, especially if you are using it as the birth of the Messiah, because I've been doing a lot of studying on very early church history. And um, the the slides you're talking about, one of them being Hippolytus of Rome um, in, two, in AD 200, he wrote a dissertation um, basically saying why he believed that the Messiah was conceived on the Passover and born on December 25th. So my argument is not to say that he was right or wrong. My argument is to say that there's evidence of Christi Christian roots. And so someone might say then, oh yeah, well, it Christianity was um, infiltrated even back then. And yeah, uh, they, it certainly was, but they say that before they go and read anything that this person wrote, Hippolytus of Rome, uh, wrote a, a book series called the refutation of all heresies. And this is before the Bible was canonized. And so we are lucky to live in a time where we can cross reference what he says against scripture and how much more amazing and evident that he was filled with the Holy Spirit if his works um, reflect that the same thing the scriptures say are, are aligned with the scripture. Um, and so I think that people just give a lot of credit to the devil. Right. They want to, well, and the devil is here to still kill and destroy anything that we have. He wants to, you know, make it a problem. And I'm not saying there's not, there is pagan holidays. There is yeah. 
you know, we're, we're right near the winter solstice, there's Yule, there's Saturnalia, there's all these things, but it doesn't have to mean it's all the same thing. Right. And why, and, and your point to your point, like one of the points you had, which was great was this had actually predated them um, making Saturnalia, at least I'm not sure on Yule, but because the Christians were kind of overtaking is what I, what I kind of read from your timeline. A lot of people associate Constantine with um, implementing a lot of pagan holidays into Christianity. Um, this was before Constantine ruled. There was also another story of 20,000 martyrs of Nicodemia that uh, they refused to um, renounce their faith under even the threat of torture and the whole church was burned all of them died. This was on a Christmas service. So I think people are, I, I think you really have to put yourself in the position of a martyr where they, instead of renouncing Christ, said, kill me. So if you are, are questioning whether this person, you know, believed or had faith in, in the Messiah, I mean, would you be willing to say that? Would you be willing to martyr your life for your faith? Um, and so they were they were in the church on Christmas during this time. And to your point, there was there was um the Saturnalia, but it was during a completely different time. It was the week before. And uh, I mean, it's just it's not factual to say that this has been replaced. You people do say the Sol Invictus, the celebration of his birth, um, is on December 25th, which was counterfeited uh, based from the early church history and the evidence that they were um, that they were writing about. So, and then there was um, some proof in there about John the Baptist and his birth and their calculations and all that. And I know, I mean, I know we weren't there, but like to your point this is an amazing time. We can get on here and study these things. There's books, there's the internet, there's a million things, but yet how many people make it past the first slide? Like you even said, like, did you even look at the whole presentation? Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, people like we cannot be so fast with anything. I don't care if it's Christmas. I don't care what it is. You need to put some research into it. If you really care about this enough to argue it to the death. Like right. these people will get on here and argue it. I mean, if you don't care, like don't go study it. That's awesome. Move on with your life. But if you're going to comment, like make sure you know what you're talking about. That's my thing. And to be you honest know. with you, like people come at me, like I just don't want to let go of Christmas. Like I love Christmas that I just don't want to let go. It was always my least favorite holiday. Like I hated, <laughs> I hated the commercialism of it. I never grew up thinking Santa was real. I told my child Santa is a character. It's not real. I don't lie to her about that. I, I tell her God gives us everything uh, that we have. Um, and so I'm not that person who is like obsessed with Christmas. I just don't want to attribute things to Satan that are good. I mean, I don't see how teaching your, ch your children about the Messiah and the birth of Christ is bad. I do think it's bad to lie to your child about Santa, which takes the glory away from God. That is my opinion. Right. And then on top of that, you can demonize anything. Like, of course you see Santa, but he is based on like St. Nick, 
But then people say, no, he's based on Satan. But then mm -hmm. we bring in Tammuz and that whole story, like with right. that stuff, like you can churn, like the tree was this, no, the tree was this, you know, I mean, you can literally go down this rabbit hole. This is something we're never going to flush out in, in the here and now. So what I want to do with it is present, because I'm going to be doing a different one on Saturnalia later, but it's getting close this Christmas, like not necessarily the commercialism of it, but like the family time, the decor, I love putting up with my kids, like all these things. And am I hanging my uh, tree full of testicles? No, because that's not my intention, right? <laughs> we have to go back to intention and people are so lost on intention. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. If you talk to an occultist, a true occultist will tell you, you will have no power without intention. Right. Because I mean, it's all about intention. So if my intention is about Jesus. Then what does that mean? You know, and so and there's different symbols like Christianity has a flip side of that. Right. So we have to I guess my whole point is like, let's not just throw the baby out with the bathwater because I did that before. But I like you came out of a very I mean, I was basically in a cult. I mean, I was a Mormon for 34 years and I'm I'm like, OK, after I got out, like what do you do? You know, you get into this weird, like you study. And then I started learning about like, oh, well, Easter is pretty pagan. Oh, this is pagan. That's pagan. Blah, 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 blah. And, and the more you learn, you're like, man, I'm just going to be miserable, I guess, because this is all like a lot of stuff. I mean, everything seemed dark, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not like the world's a dark place. Obviously, we know this is Satan's playground, right? <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, that's so I think that's common when you come out of, you know, like for you, it was Mormonism. For me, it was new age. You realize, wow, I was so deceived and mm -hmm. wow, Jesus is King. Jesus is real. And, yeah. um, what does this mean? And you're immediately infatuated with the darkness because mm -hmm. now you see it and, um, you begin to, at least for me. And I think a lot of people who are in this corner, of the internet expose it um, to your detriment sometimes almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that, um, I that's why I call myself a, cons a recovering conspiracy theorist because two years ago when all of this stuff started to take hold of people's minds um, and lives, it really was hard to discern what was true and what was not. And over the past few years, I've uh, a big part of my story was exposing the right from within, like from within, from being deceived by them. Because when I came out of the new age, I saw the Patriot movement in the same light. They were the exact same. They were when I'm reading the Bible and it's telling me, you know, you will suffer persecution, you will suffer all of these things. And then I look to the Christian right. And they're like, we deserve this and that. And it's like, God is going to, God told you, you guys are going to suffer and everyone's going to hate you. And like, this could be judgment because uh, so I, I just felt really disgusted um, by everything that was around me. Now I'm at a point where I've let so much of that go. Um, and I just see that the biggest thing that you can do as a Christian is focus on the evil within yourself 
rather than pointing the finger outwards at everyone else's evil um, because we're all wretched sinners. Um, and so that's where I'm at right now. We all fall short um, of the glory every day. It doesn't matter what your sin is. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is at all. And with groups, I think it's really easy to find yourself. You mentioned the Patriot movement, like then what are you pledging? You know, God says, make no oath, right? Man, like we are supposed to do these things. Like, even though we can be patriotic in our hearts, like at what point does it become so much symbolism that now you have another God? Right. And an idol for me, for me, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where I'm like always trying to balance things because I like you don't want to go through that again. Like I already did that. Right. Speaking of (laughs) idols, Jeremiah 10 is not about Christmas trees. I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop (laughs) making memes with beautiful Christmas trees and then posting Jeremiah 10 under it. It's literally about cutting down a tree and carving an idol because if you just you do a quick Google search and see that what the idols used to look like, they would carve um, the false gods out of it. And then they would adorn them with gold, like the golden calf. So stop using Jeremiah 10 to twist scripture. You were literally twisting scripture to go yeah. with the Christmas as pagan narrative. That is not what it's about. No matter how well, many then, yeah. memes even you make the, about it. Right. And even the stories that they say, okay, go to the story of Tammuz and she gets pregnant by the Christmas tree. Okay. How do you know that was the real story? Like, what do we know about this is folklore that was passed on by mouth. Like, how do we know that wasn't changed? How do we know it wasn't a psyop? How do we know it wasn't back then conspiracy theory? Like, how do we know we weren't there? You know? Yeah. So. I don't, you never know what comes first, right? The chicken or the egg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel on those ones. Cause it, it just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like they try to reach, you know, so hard. But. Yeah. And there, there was a story I was reading about a saint um, who was cutting down an idol and um, an evergreen tree propped up out of, after he destroyed it. And that was part of it. I mean, For me, like I said, I don't really like, I like Christmas now because it means something to me um, because I get to share the story of the birth of the Messiah with my family. And, um, but as far as like the decorations and all that, like they're nice, like, but when people accuse others of idolizing them, I mean, that's really silly to me. Um, And I'm sure there are people out there who, Potentially might, but I don't, I think that people are really taking uh, that word pretty far when they accuse someone of that. Right. And then it takes the joy out of like almost everything. I mean, it all goes back again to intention. Like, like I said, and, and then do you get to like the nitty gritty of like the line? Oh, well, I didn't go chop this tree down and it's fake and it's plastic. So I'm good. But like people are literally writing the line of like, oh, well, I'm going to make sure I don't hang ball shaped ornaments all hang something else and i'm like do you really need to take it that far like i mean if you want to great but like also do you need to like just follow your convictions and stop pointing the finger at others that is the best advice for anything um in my opinion uh but as far as you know intention you know playing the other side of that like there are times when people can have the best intentions and still be, um, I, I think God gives grace to those who are deceived, even in the Christian 
even in Christianity, like, because what I'm talking about is, um, you know, like a lot of these denominations uh, that are really new age. And I know that you had someone wanting to talk a little bit about that. Yes. Um, yes. So I don't know if you want me to expand. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people hear that term and don't even know what it means. <laughs> so. I think a lot of people are lost in it because they're like, Oh, the, that's not that bad because it's Christian, you know? And, right. and so I think it gets like enveloped into like, it's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> so, okay. So for me, I was deceived by new age ideologies for 15 years. Um, I had books on my shelf about Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, different types of pseudoscience. So like quantum physics and things like that. Um, so new age is essentially a modge podge of all of these types of interests today in the conspiracy realm. You'll see accounts talking about the 5d ascension, 5d shift, 5d consciousness, um, all of that type of language, divine feminine and things like that. Um, that's all part of it. Uh, now I see a lot of new age to Christian type of accounts that want to like grab low hanging fruit, like yoga and astrology and things like that, which, yeah, I mean, they can open doors, but it's baffling to me because those same people are holding hands with uh, that same patriotic Christian right new age spirit that I'm talking about. And another aspect of it is uh, these deliverance ministries that are popping up. Um, that's a huge part of that I believe is sorcery in the church. Um, and uh, just like anything tied to Bethel or things like that. So when I became a Christian and I looked around and I was like, whoa, it's everywhere here too. And, you know, I'm pointing it out to Christ like lifelong Christians and they can't see it because they don't know that spirit. Um, where for me, I was so intimate with that spirit for 15 years that I knew every single lie and tactic, uh, because I fell for every single lie and tactic. And, um, it's the devil, you know, right. Yeah. Right. Devil, you know, versus the devil, you don't. So exactly. you're going to catch it. Yeah. You, Cause you knew, and it's hard for people to let go. Like, and I, I hear a lot now about Christians even, doing some things like manifestation. I'm like, you know that that's really, even the word alone, like this can lead back into witchcraft real quick. You know, Manifestation is essentially you trying to subvert God's will. That's what you're doing. So you're doing magic to subvert God's will. Um, true Christianity is submission to God. And someone might say in the new age, because it's very, um, selfish it's a selfish religion you're worshiping self um someone might say why would i bow down to a god who does evil things or allows evil things to happen and all these things well the thing is is like people who follow god know god is good god is love god gives free will and choice to the people who do bad um but you are submitting knowing that he is a good father who loves you and has your best interests and has his ways are higher than our ways. And um, there's a lot of programming in the new age that Jesus is just one way to God that um, he's just in a, one of the lies ascended master, which 
stems all the way back to Aleister Crowley, um, Helena Blavatsky, and um, what's the other woman's name? Can't believe I forgot it. That's how long it's been since I've been focusing on this no, stuff. That's okay. But that's she, okay. but she, the one I'm t- Marjorie, Mar- not Marjorie Cameron. No. Um, the- Alice Bailey. Alice oh, Bailey is on the United Nations um, website. And so it all like new age, if you believe in any of that, and then you're sitting here talking about fighting globalism, uh, you're literally part of it. Like they've, they've deceived you into buying into their religion. And these agendas go so far and they're so insidious most of the time. Now, lately they've been pretty brazen. I've been actually really surprised about some of the stuff they've just slapped out there now, but it used to be more of this slow boiling pot of the frog, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But at some point you turn around and go, whoa, what was it? Like, I know it was like that for me with Mormonism. Like, I was like, oh, that's fine. This is great. Now I'm doing Freemason weirdo stuff, right? In the temple. (laughs) (laughs) And I have no weird Freemason underwear. Like, what? And so (laughs) at some level, you, but people even say to me, like, you seem really smart and you study things of blah, blah. But how did that happen to you? Like, that seems so completely crazy. And I'm like, I know, but when you're doing it, you don't, I don't think you realize, right? Because you're in it. And if your family's in it, even more so. And if you live, like saturated in it, like in a church, in whatever, like a movement, whatever it is, you, you just wake up one day and everything is about that. And how do you leave? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. So how did you um, come to the knowledge that you were being deceived finally? Uh, Well, it was in 20, it was after 2020. So it was in 2021, but it was having to do with all of um, the COVID things. I just saw the blatant propaganda and I was like watching everyone around me, you know, not be able to see it. And it was so bizarre as so many people remember. So I remember just thinking like, why, why can I see through this? And I heard, um, grace and as a non Christian, you don't really understand what that is. Um, but it triggered me to pray and I prayed for God um, to use me for his will, uh, in the spiritual war, even though at that point in time, I was, uh, completely in unbelief of Jesus Christ, like blaspheming him, um, you know, blaspheming the Bible, making memes about things like that. So, um, I was so far away from Christ when I prayed that prayer and I encountered the Holy spirit, um, of, I think it was the next week after I prayed that. And one thing I always think about is that prayer was postured in submission to his will, which is crazy because I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, you just were like, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> so um, the rest is history. I've been, I've been going to um, like a non, a Protestant non-denominational church for the past two years and um, finding issues with that, mainly, uh, you know, with the war in the Middle East and everything. Um, my questions about scripture and what modern church believed were, were not lining up. Um, I'll just throw a couple things out here for your listeners to research a little bit more. Feel free to contact me. <laughs> um, 
the 70, 70 weeks of Daniel have been fulfilled. The rapture is a false doctrine. It's a heresy. Um, and it's causing a lot of confusion uh, when you don't understand the chronological events of scripture. If you don't understand the northern and southern kingdom splitting and what occurred um, when they were taken captive and all of that. So um, that is what basically led me to study um, church history. And uh, now I'm studying Orthodox Christianity. So that's where it's led me to this point. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we have to remember that um, God is everywhere in us and we have to connect with him regardless of where or how Um, that for me, I've not been able, I mean, I live in Utah where 90% yeah. 80% 80% are Mormon. I'm, I've not found a church home. I just delved into the Bible and I knew that his word was good enough for me for now. Right. Not that I'm against, um, I'm not against going to a church or doing that, but I am very careful about the Bible because we have to remember where the splits came from and why. And the council of Nicaea had nothing to do with God. So there was, I, I mean, I just think that you know, you have to, you have to look at the whole picture. I'm one that looks at the the picture even before, because I don't think certain things should have been taken out, you know, and I will go to apocryphal books, especially for study. Well, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the council of Nicaea not having anything to do with God. Um, but, uh, I will say that the Protestant reformation is where the books were taken out. Um, Martin Luther and all of that. So, yeah, I do personally, I was very careful about reading the Apocrypha books for the past two years, but uh, now that I'm learned that the oldest Bibles do have those books in it, um, and I've been reading them, trying, you know, seeing how they stack up, but I just was careful because I wanted to read the scriptures first, that way I could have something, some frame of reference. Um, but the the thing about the Protestant churches that was really reminiscent of new age is it was like a build your own religion like build your own jesus believe whatever you want but uh interpret interpret the scriptures however you want and everyone was just okay with it um and when i started to learn about like the infiltration of the seminary schools through the schofield bible and uh all of that and that's where a lot of this deception came from um i was like I was very uh, judgmental and harsh against the Catholic church because I deemed them or heretical. But then I'm looking over at the church I go to and I'm like, but they believe in all of this, these heresies. And I'm like, what level of heresy? Like, am I willing to accept (laughs) so that you can still be uh, at a church home? Yeah. It's hard because the more, I think the more you do study, the more you, almost realize like it's it is a personal journey like and and i don't know that anybody can fully like you can get together with people and you can talk about it and all that stuff but like ultimately it's gonna be you and god right like you've got to figure it out you've got to put the time in it's not going to be handed to you i still like sermons i still like people like it's hard and kids need it i mean my daughter's always like mom i want to go you know yeah so that makes it hard you know I don't know how you feel that way, but yeah, I I mean, I I think it's very important to be a part of a church body. Personally, like I, 
I, um, in Hebrews, it says, do not forsake assembly. So, um, I, and, and, you know, scripture always says bear with one another. I think that a lot of people abandon their church because of X, Y, Z. And, uh, that's part of walking in faith is not agreeing with every single person, not even liking them and still being <laughs> kind and being charitable. Um, for me, I've, I have made the decision to convert, um, uh, to orthodoxy. So that's a very recent thing for me, but after all of everything that I've studied and doctrine, true doctrine is really important to me. Um, that's where I'm being led right now. So I have heard many arguments for the Orthodox church as far as um, being almost the most correct canon wise, different things like that. So I, I could see why, because I even was started studying down that way, like Jay Dyer and different people listening. And I'm like, okay, uh, what is, what is this about? You know, and I'm not studied enough in it to even know, but I do know that they always argue like, nope, this is the only true church, you know, and they're very serious about it. So they, um, <clears throat> the apostles in the book of Acts handed you know, they would lay hands on the bishops, uh, which came from the word office, um, which is where bishops came from, but they would lay hands on them and they would, you know, they would, you have to put yourself in the shoes again of the early church. And you just saw Jesus Christ die, resurrect, and then ascend into heaven. And now he has given you the authority to become the apostle of his church. And so you have to consider how seriously they took that and so uh, basically it can be traced back all the way to there it's called apostolic succession so th i mean i think that's just amazing honestly right yeah no and the the opportunities that we have right now at this time are not i don't feel that they will always be here for us as far as study that's why he says to know your bible to really study to get in the word because I mean, at some point, at least from what I was taught, especially when I was young, like there's going to be a time where this is not so simple. You know, we won't be able to just hop in, just find it. Like they'll be probably banning. I don't know. Like there's a lot of weird stuff. You could go into Mandela effect, which I've totally been tripped out in the Bible about, but I mean, you never know, right? We don't know. And well, the so good thing is the law is written on your heart. Right. And, um, you know, I would just read as much as you can, uh, while you can and be ready to face persecution. And if you're scared of that, then pray for courage because, um, I think even the way that people react to the tyranny, you know, we were told to basically face the tyranny and persecution with being kind to the wicked because that's what truly shows the spirit of God. When you are kind in the face of evil, there's um, St. Polycarp who was getting uh, burned at the stake. They came to his house and he was actually a disciple of John, the apostle. And uh, he offered them food and tea when they got to his house, even wow. though he knew exactly why they were there. And then um, he thanked God for counting him worthy to be a martyr while he was getting burned and the fire would not burn him. So the uh, soldier had to basically stab him. And uh, you read stories like this, the miracles of this, the courage of this. And then we uh, look at 
our modern Christianity and people are like, well, we're going to get raptured. So we don't have to worry about that. And I'm like, <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's funny how many people are counting on that. That's for sure. Like, yeah. It, it seems like a slippery slope to base your whole everything on to me. Cause yeah. uh, first of all, even if you believe in it, not everybody goes. <laughs> yeah. So you might want to, you might want to think, twice on all that that's how I feel about that one I'm like uh, I don't know about that but I mean it's been like I like I said it's been a discovery for me like there are things that work in these other other things you were talking about like when I talked to um like New York Patriot he was in the OTO he talks about like yeah magic works yeah this stuff works but once you start messing with intention of other people like even if it's for good, like you want to cure your mom of cancer or something, even that's wholesome. Okay. You're still intervening in things you shouldn't, you're not God. We're not, we don't think like he thinks it says that. Right. right. And, and so, you know, it's hard for us to understand sometimes like, well, well, why did that have to happen? Or why did that guy have to be burned at the stake? Or why did this have to happen to me or whatever? But at the end of the day, we go back to that. You have to trust that, it's going to be however it's supposed to be you know you're not you're not made to change it really and if you do what kind of consequences are there for that you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of frightening for me anyway i i wouldn't want to go there i always say if it be thy will even if it's something i really care about like healing or people that you care about you just we're not god and we have to be careful Mm yeah i definitely feel that so what else has changed in your life since you've been able to see and have eyes to see and ears to hear <laughs> with all of this fun stuff? Um, everything. After I was baptized, I was, I mean, it was horrible. I was uh, getting visions of just, <laughs> excuse me, gore and all kinds of stuff. Um, very high spiritual attacks. Um, I had to walk through repentance from all the things that you know, renounce everything. And, um, basically, you know, I used to, people used to like me, uh, and my memes that I created, uh, all of my followers at that time were new age. So when I started to expose that and then expose the Patriot movement, I mean, I gained a lot of enemies. Um, it was a hectic, hectic two years. Um, now on this other side where I'm just like, I see, I, I could have handled some things better. Um, I've made amends with some of the people who I went to war with that I felt were kind of, um, I guess like in, uh, you know, in, in the way of the, the bullet, I, I'm, I can't think of the, the phrase. Oh, in the but line in, of fire? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, the, wait, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> it, yeah. Like I felt like they were caught in the line of fire, but not really part of the network. Um, so I've had the chance to make amends with people. I never thought I would be able to, um, you know, I came to the realization that a lot of the suffering was caused by me and my actions. Um, and you know, either way it, it definitely ruffled a lot of feathers. So, but at, at the end you were trying to I mean, when you have that fire, like I understand because you might, like you can blackpill someone and not mean to like in the worst way, but, but what you're saying is true. And what you're doing is like, I'm trying to help. 
you know, in your heart, you, you might be thinking like one way and they're just receiving it in a completely different way. Do you remember way. the yeah. the prayer that Flynn prayed like two years ago? Uh-uh. No. Okay. General Flynn did a prayer in a church that was verbatim um, the prayer from Elizabeth Clare Prophet, who is tied to all of that ascended master stuff. If you look at her website, and it was a free, it was a Masonic prayer. Oh, boy. and <laughs> I I knew that it was a prayer to Lucifer because I they he was talking about being freeborn, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, we are servants of God. We are not freeborn. We are servants of God gladly. Um, so the, that language freeborn, they believe Lucifer is going to come and set them free from the evil slave master we call God. And so, um, you know, very stealth because it's a Patriot event. So, but it's verbatim. There's a clip where you can see it every single word verbatim. And so he lied, said it was a Catholic prayer. And that's really when all the fun began because he was tied to everything that um, all of the doctors who have been anti-jab, um, this whole Kennedy for president is his brainchild, um, the political prisoners being in jail and all, if you gave your money to that, uh, that went straight in the, in the pockets for them to continue the operation to uh, psychologically manipulate you. I mean, I could go on and on, like every single thing that the right has been cheering on has been the brainchild of General Flynn. Wow. Well, and I think that anytime we put our faith, like I'm very non-political. So this is easy for me because (laughs) I I was never either way. I always was like, um, they go to dinner after. And that's what I think. Like, I feel like they're all in this together and that's just how it is. Like, even if you talk to people and I mean, granted, did we have a better life when we had a different president? Yeah. The gas was better except right now, but I mean, all these little things were better, sure, you know, but what was really going on, no one ever makes it to that level. No one ever gets to that point. No one ever makes that much money unless they've done something somewhere somehow, right? And so it's never just like, oh, this just happened. Yeah, you think that they would just let that happen? And then when you talk to people, like I'll talk to like we talked to my in-laws the other day and this was so funny because she said, well, you know, we didn't like him, but we're, we're kind of looking at him for the next one. And I don't like how he speaks. Like he, he's he got a dirty mouth because they're really Mormon. And she's like, but, you know, it was a better life. And this other guy, he's going crazy. Blah, blah. OK, so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, um, it doesn't really matter because they'll do it's selected, not elected. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I just feel like there's a lot of control because, you know, there's people pulling the strings that you'll never understand or know their name. And she's like, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, okay. If somebody goes to jail and they're in the mob and you're like, oh yeah, John Gotti went to jail and we all know that. And we knew he was the mob boss. No, he wasn't. He wasn't the boss of anything. Cause you know what? Real gangsters never get their names out there. Real gangsters don't have a name. They're not going to tell you that. They're not. They're, they're going to lead you whichever way they want. And money and power goes along with this. So I don't trust anything like that ever. Like nothing political. I'm like one step. I'm not an anarchist, but I am so close at this point because it they've destroyed it. But 
also now that I have eyes to see, I'm like, well, this whole country wasn't founded on religious freedom anyways. This was founded on Freemasonry. And if if you look at anything, you see it now. I mean, I see it now. I don't know. That's yeah, I mean, I am. <laughs> I'm so far removed from any of that. Like, I just don't care anymore mm -hmm. at all. So, um, you know, I fought a long time for for what was happening and um the you know just the propaganda the information war is really what it boils down to um i feel like i did my time I, that's how right. I feel. and um if if united states goes down uh you know i'm not gonna fight against the judgment of god um and i'm also not gonna worry about it because I don't even know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. And right. I think that, um, you know, we just, we do what we can, we do what's right, but we don't do what's right in our eyes. We do what's right by the leading of the Holy spirit and of God. And, um, it doesn't always line up with politics or have well, anything to do I, with it. Yeah. And our savior's not going to be in that. It's so funny to me that people, truly still believe that and i'm like you do know that that that's not that's not your savior that's that this is not going to be what you think it is you know there's bad parts you could pull any politician apart period like they've done good things they've done bad things they've done good things they would like you can go and find any kind of situation one way or another but i'll tell you this at the end of the day i'm like you like why does it really it doesn't really matter because they're going to do what they're going to do. And I'm not a part of that beast system. Like that's not my situation. Right. Like I'm over here working for God. Like I don't, whatever I'm led to do, that's what I'll do. And like, that's the beast system to me. Like when he says, you know, you give, um, you give, what's his name? Why can't I think of it right now? I just blanked Rome, their money, like give Caesar what Caesar's right. That's yeah. why, because we're not, we're not supposed to be a part of that. We're not Caesars, you know? Like Yeah. But he also says just pay, you know, like pay him whatever is owed him. Like yeah. we're not, yeah, our, our, our battle isn't political. It's spiritual. Um, we're here to bring people to the kingdom of God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so much more important because I just feel like people get lost in that. It's one more rabbit hole to get lost down. And how many of these are, are created. That's why I say I'm a recovering yeah. conspiracy theorist. I uh, fell for all of it. I exposed a lot of it. And I, I do see the Flynn network as being separate than uh, Trump. Um, and I've made a case for that for the past three years now. Um, so whatever that means, you know, I, I let people come to their own conclusion. I see how people come to each conclusion. Um, but I also think sometimes people take the easy way out because um, it's not black and white all the time. There's a lot of uh, layers of the information war that I was very much in the trenches of. Um, and I saw what upset them and I saw what they didn't care about. And they, mm -hmm. I saw how they tried to, uh, position themselves as being Trump aligned, but stabbing him in the back the first chance they get. So, I mean, 
I, I personally like, I think like the two sides, same coin bit is something that is easy to say, but I don't think that that's how it is all the time. So, right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, like I said, I've never delved into, you probably know a lot more on politics. Like my stuff is unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, Which always, I would really, I would yeah. really prefer not to even you know, go to. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Politically, I just kind of stay out of things and focus on God because I, I don't understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand enough of it. I know I have enough on my plate that I'm exposing already. And I feel like that if that's your situation, like how you knew things, then you then you're called to say whatever you're called to say, because that was your your calling. Right. We all have all these different callings. So I, I don't think that we should just throw the throw them all out. Cause I mean, obviously it was important. I mean, yeah. but, but like, I get it. You can only do so much too. So. But it just brings me back to the point of what I was saying is like, I was so hyper-focused <laughs> on all the evil outside of myself and it's so much easier to point the finger at X, Y, Z. It's, and you know, June is a big month for that during gay pride month when people right right leaning Christians love to point their pharisaical finger at the LGBTQ community, which is people who are broken and need love and need compassion. And um, my favorite parable is the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee where the Pharisee is saying, Oh, I fast twice a week and I tithe all and I pray every day and all of this. And thank God that I'm not like that tax collector over there and then the tax collector is like have mercy on me i'm a wretched sinner and that's the that's the posture that we should all have um because how are you going to point the finger at someone who doesn't have christ and they are sinning actively i mean that's what we all were before we knew christ Mm -hmm. so um people like to demonize and categorize sin to the level of their human understanding. But in reality, if you call someone an idiot, you're likened to a murderer in God's eyes. And so sexual sin is sexual sin. If you're lusting after someone, if you've cheated on someone, if you've had sex out of wedlock, you are just as perverse as the person you're pointing your finger at all June. And so, and yeah, it can hit home. Cause like, uh, since I am a Christian podcast, Sometimes people will speak with me and not know my background. Well, our daughter's gay. And so people come at, out at that and like come at me with certain things. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, that's sin is sin, right? Sin is sin. We are all sinners. It was all hung on the cross. And that didn't mean not hers, not yours, not this, not that, only those things. You know, it's it's stupid it's judgmental. And then again, what are we doing? We're sinning again. So it's just better to not, not go there. Like Jesus was really, really specific about one, one thing after everything was done was to love each other, to love each other really. And, and it's hard to love people. Like you said, you, you know, the guy that let him in and served him tea, it's hard to love somebody that's there to hurt you. It's hard to love somebody that might be hurting your family. It's hard to love somebody that's doing whatever, but it's there's lessons in it. Right? Yeah. Like, and I'm not, I'm not condoning <laughs> sin at all because, you know, like I do struggle it's with awesome. my own. Yeah. I do struggle with my own sin, but, you know, I'm actively every day trying to lessen it more and more by the power of God because we just have that tendency uh, mm-hmm. innate in us. And um, repentance 
and pointing fingers is yeah not going to help anyone it's really no no what that does is make everyone think um that christians are self-righteous and judgmental um mm -hmm. and that's about it so yeah yeah we <laughs> we refuse to do any agendas so we don't fly a pride flag for my daughter but we don't make a straight flag for my son like we just don't we're like okay you're a grown-up we love you whatever you choose to do in your life is your choice but i will never forsake you because i love you but we've raised you up the way you know you know you know certain things you're a christian you've been baptized you've had all this knowledge now it's up to you at some point you have to let go and just let them deal with it and not worry about it anymore because what it what is that going to do to her? What is that going to do to us? I mean, it's just stupid. You know, it, it, it's not, right. I don't think that's how Christ would deal with that. Um, and so I just, yeah, he who has uh, the glass house, right. He can throw the first yeah. stone. So I don't, I don't throw yeah. those anymore. Yeah. I try not to. It's easy to do. It's easy to get caught up in. And, you know, trust me, last June when I was speaking in that same tone, People didn't like it. I was getting accused of being like, uh, you know, of Satan and all of these things. And I'm like, I'm literally just saying, love them anyways. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I'm not saying that you have to agree. You're not saying it's great. The yeah, agenda it yeah. Or yeah. And it, it's, it's sad. It's really sad because a lot of these people, like, first of all, we know that there's a social engineering aspect of it because of how it skyrocketed. And second of all, these people who um, fall prey to something like that, they probably have a very broken um, childhood or, you know, their Something, sense of worth. Yeah. And so they, they probably need compassion and, yeah. um, you know, that, that type of compassion only comes from God. And that's what we're called to do is be that light and show that like, I, like Luke six, I think 36 says, um, he's kind even to the wicked and that is hard to do for us, but we can, <clears throat> we can do anything with God. We gotta, we gotta start, um, focusing more on what we can do for others and not what they're doing or whatever. It's really not about that. And you will get the same lesson over and over and over because God likes to do things like that until you get it right. Like I had, <laughs> I had an yeah. ex-husband and he had a, a ex-wife and her name was Christina. Then my new husband has an ex-wife and her name is Christine. And both women were challenges in my life. Like literal, like this was a situation because the first one, her daughter ended up living with us. I was the mom like full-time. She was out of state. Like this wasn't like a weekend thing. This was like full-time. And you know, I blew it kind of, I wasn't compassionate. I didn't understand her situation. I, I, I just wasn't, I was judgmental and I was rude. And I lost that relationship with that daughter after 14 years, she returned where to her mother. Why? Because kids want their parents and it doesn't matter what she did. It doesn't matter anymore. Like that kid still wants that parent. It's, it's irrelevant. And so if I had been a better way to handle that, I would probably have her in my life. And then the same opportunity comes around again, we have problems with kids. And, you know, I still was very self righteous, I was like, you're bad, because you did this, and you did that. And I couldn't open my eyes and see, 
maybe that's just um, who she is, or maybe this is how she does it, or maybe it's not bad. Maybe it's just different the way she parents or whatever. And maybe the kids need that. Maybe that's, maybe I'm being ignorant. Right. And so when I finally learned my life completely changed and me and her became very good friends and, and it changed for the kids. It changed for us. Are we still as good of friends now? No, we're, we're okay. But like, it's not buddy, buddy, but that's fine. Some things are a season in your life to teach you something. So I don't know. That's my thing. I, I don't like relearning, relearning, relearn. Like I want to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's right. hard <laughs> and it just gets harder because it, Christianity isn't easy. Like if, if you want an easy situation, this probably isn't the road to go, you know? No, my, my friend and I were talking about like the different church names. It's always like Grace Hope Church or something like that. And it's like, why don't they ever name it after, you know, the other fruit of the spirit, which is uh, long suffering. Like would you go to a right. church that said long suffering church? Right. Long suffering. <laughs> probably <and> not. Possibly <laughs> a martyr. Maybe a martyr later. <laughs> martyr church. Oh my gosh. And I mean, we laugh, but like, you know, it's true. Like, oh, okay. That sucks. It's, like, it's true. People go yeah. and they just want to feel good. I yeah, just want my heart. I just want my heart broken over. Like, I just want to be broken over my, my evil. And so I, it can change. And so I can become more like the light of Christ and just remove all that. Um, I, I think it's a tactic of the enemy to be focused on all the outside stuff now. Yeah. So, yeah, it, they want us Well, the busier we are with <laughs> other things that are not really Christ centered, then that's a good thing for the enemy because what are we, what are we doing? We're not doing the Lord's will, the Lord's work, whatever. So like you said, you have to really pray about where you're being led and what, what you're supposed to be doing with that whole situation. So, yeah, I think, I think that's good. And, and any wise words to help people not get down the rabbit hole of like the whole new age stuff. Like it's really saturated, especially with the youth. I see a lot of that now, like symbolism. Yeah. Things. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's super um, subtle at times. <clears throat> I, I think personally, you know, there's a lot of new age to Christian, like I said, uh, hanging onto the low hanging fruit. But if you look up the, the people that I mentioned before and the origin of it goes all the way down to the 1800s, um, you can, you can literally prove that they are Luciferians. If you look up Helena Blavatsky, Alice Bailey, um, Alistair Crowley, you can, it is provable that all of this doctrine that we're talking about, um, goes back to them from the new age side. Uh, and then, you know, as far as like the Eastern religions, Buddhism and Hinduism and things like that, you know, people will say, oh, that's older than Christianity. It's like you, you, those people, first of all, they're counting on two, like 2000 years ago when Jesus Christ walked the earth, but Christianity is older than that. And second of all, um, yeah, there was always, you know, demons and things and false gods. It's literally in the Bible. So, uh, there's only one messiah there's only one true living god that hole in your heart that you're looking to fill through spirituality or manifestation or any of these things that that hole can only be filled by god's love period and so if you are on the fence of that just do what i did and just pray and ask 
him to reveal his son to you. Um, and I did that very arrogantly thinking that I was going to be proved right. Um, and the opposite happened. And I literally felt like I was blind and now I can see. Um, and it's a gift and it's the purpose of life to find your way back home. So. Absolutely. That's, it's way more important to uh, follow God's plan for you because though you may want something, though you may think you need that, we actually are given what we need without um, intervention from other ways, right? Like we don't have to manifest something if it's meant to be, it will, it will be like the birds don't go around saying <laughs> things are going to happen, right? Like they just do whatever they do. So we don't need to do that. I'm not saying just sit home and be lazy or whatever, but I'm just saying like, if it's meant to be, if you're meant to get a certain job and you say, if it be God's will, then it will happen for you. And if it's not, it's probably for a really good reason. And if you force it, you're probably going to have some really weird, you know, one little thing that you could have made happen can change a whole lot of things. And it can be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we don't want to be uh, messing with those types of things because you never know what you're going to get. And there are people in this world that are sent to us that are literally meant to try and change things. They're literally meant to try and derail you. They are, you know, you're an assignment to them. I mean, it could even be a mm -hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. And they can derail you for a long time. Um, and right. yeah, we just can't, we can't fall for that. It could even be your kids. I mean, you have to really evaluate if they're adult children, like, what's the influence? Where's their place in your life? Where's your husband at? Like, you have to look at all of it. Because I know I've fallen into that myself and making my kids my God sometimes and thinking that's good because then you're a good mom. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, any last words for everybody? Um, just thank you for having me on. You know, if I said anything <laughs> controversial that um, upset anyone, um, I'm pretty much used to that. So, but I, I'm happy to discuss it with you um, and show you how I've reached these conclusions. Um, if you don't follow me, you know, I have basically all the stuff that I've talked about. I've, it's on my page. Um, I have a lot of good research on Telegram. It's searchable. Uh, I've made a few videos about specific topics. So I have a lot of resources to send you. Um, if, if it's something that you want. Now, if you just want to argue with me, um, you know, I can do that too, but just, <laughs> just keep it respectful. Just keep yeah. It respectful. Be ready for it. Cause if, I mean, if you're going to argue with somebody that has a lot of knowledge, you got to come with the knowledge as well. Right. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to dish it out, I'm sure she can take it, but that's not what she's trying to do here. Yeah. I'm happy to talk with anyone who has different opinions. I just don't want to, um, like argue, you know, futile, yeah. futility. Yeah. So to change someone's mind is a lot different than to argue, to argue. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I appreciate you so much. Will you let them know where they can find you once again? Yeah. Um, best place to find me is just on Instagram. Uh, it's please no psyop. There's no spaces or anything. It's B L Z no psyop. And that's awesome. where you can find me. 